Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, my sweet lord. It's Budpod 59, I believe. How are you guys doing? 59 for some swifty swines. It's um, yes, Swifty Swords. Phil Wang here with Pierre Novelli and uh, a, su- a special surprise quarantined guest. It's Glenn Moore. Hello. Thank you so much for, for having me in your, uh, in, in your living room. Uh, irresponsible. Thanks. Um, but kind. <laughs> Thanks for beaming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Glenn is, uh, well, if anything, Glenn is the most professionally experienced in, in this game. Glenn is um, a news broadcaster and occasional comedian. Fuck you. how are you doing, Glenn? How's how's the quarantine treating you? I'm alright. It's it's okay. I, I, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna imply I'm having a great time or anything like that because obviously I know that sort of a lot of people aren't, but it's um it's okay. I still get to do my radio show in the morning, and uh, uh, mo- mostly it is just uh, jigsaws and movies and video games. That's it. That's, that yeah. is it at the moment. I think it's. Um, I-, I guess I'm experiencing like the summer holidays of a 15 year old um, that I myself probably like never had. So it's in many ways it's uh, it's 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 really liberating. Yeah, I mean you've you've got the work ethic of someone who uh, uh, comes from a family from maybe the sort of 50s where it's like. Uh, you you work so hard. It's like your dad is a guy who's like, you better go do that learning, boy. You're the only hope this family has. But, but with no with no real purpose or end game. I was uh, I was telling my girlfriend the other day that um uh, that even even on like holiday, if we we were on holiday somewhere like Greece or somewhere like that, me and my sister would still have to do like an hour every day from like maths textbooks. It, this is like during the summer holidays. So it wasn't even like a curriculum. Yeah, I mean, I was like, didn't you have to do that? And she was like, no, no, because there wasn't. It wasn't working towards anything. Why were you given that? <laughs> we were on holiday. And it was, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. It was a real sort of like, don't have too much fun. You're, so now you're like the fucking around version of like uh, the, the, the principal or the vicar's daughter. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, this is, yeah, this is, I, I haven't had less of a work ethic ever. This is honest, honesty. It's incredible. <laughs> I love the idea that you, in order to try and keep your child completely safe from ever fully relaxing you've turned you've accidentally raised like a relaxing expert yeah absolutely yeah um although having said that i don't like i keep seeing online everyone sort of like god i haven't worn a i haven't worn trousers in a month now and stuff i i i, I feel i still dress too smartly for quarantine <laughs> um like i haven't i haven't I, I still wear jeans that's still i still i still like, dress up an absolute I still dress up for dinner it's called a dinner jacket for a reason, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, my excuse is that I, it's summer now, so I'm wearing shorts and sandals from waking till sleeping. <laughs> That's a great idea. Well, you're wearing, you're wearing sandals Wait, in you're the house. Sandals indoors. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, Th- that makes you sound like a crazy I, person. One of my housemates used to. One of my housemates used to. Old housemates is like eight years ago. Would um would wear sandals in the shower. 
which was a real insult to the rest of us who lived with him that he he <laughs> so so grubby were our feet according to him so so diseased and contagious <laughs> that he had to protect his souls when, at all when, time at um, boarding school when i was in boarding in brunei um you, you had everyone had a room and had your two roommates and you had a shared shower in that room and i remember once um, my friend harry uh he was he was getting sick of following in his roommate io uh, because I would leave, and this is Harry's own terminology, would leave a particularly disgusting wet. He, he called a little puddle of, of water left in the shower after someone used it, they're wet. And he's, and he's I'm sick of stepping into Io's wet. I, I, I'm so fully on board with that. I th- I've, I've lived with people in the past who occasionally leave like a soaking wet floor, and that's annoying. But what's worse is a fully formed wet footprint <laughs> that you see that someone's left. They've just walked down a shower because it feels like some fucking like Lady of the Lake yeah. ghost situation. <laughs> like, but also it's so cold. It's colder than like tap water. Yet- a Yeti has melted in- and then dri- yeah. <laughs> flow down the drain. But if you, yeah, if you if you follow the footprints, you'll find a dying snowman, in <laughs> just like hold up. <laughs> I I think that the what would be more insulting than the sandals in the shower thing, like only ever using the communal kitchen, wearing full rubber gloves. Yeah, full PPE. Um, every time you're in the kitchen. I I think um, if ever you made them like a cup of tea or anything like that. Pretend sipping from it like uh, you're like uh, like you're, you're humoring a child at their sort of garden party. And you go, ooh, delicious, and you sort of raise the cup to your lips, but you keep you keep handing back a full mug. Oh, like you know, if you, like you know, in the Edinburgh Fringe, where like you'd flyer someone on the Royal Mile and they'd look up the flyer and they go, "Very nice," and then they'd walk away and you go, "No, I wasn't showing you a flyer. Like I've, you haven't you haven't been more polite this way. I don't. I, I, <laughs> it's not about the graphic design here." Yeah, I, d- I don't feel better about myself that you've, that you've complimented it and not taken it. On the one. subject of, <laughs> yeah. um, of being a clean freak, in, in Malaysia, I knew a guy who, uh, whenever he ate French fries at like a McDonald's or something, he would hold down one, he'd hold one end of the French fry, eat it up to the end, and then he would put mm. the end that he was holding down because he didn't want to eat the bit of the fry that he was touching. He would stub out his French fries. Yeah, yeah, he would stub them out like cigs. He would get down to the end <laughs> and, then, and then squish it and put it back in the, in the paper. The most fucking insane thing I've ever seen in my life. He would, he would put an ashtray on his desk and say, mind if I eat chips? And yeah. Slowly. I'm trying to quit. <laughs> but they're just too good. Yeah, that was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. That is astonishing. That's like if you left the 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 rind of a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was a like it was a particularly crusty melon. I mean, that is kind of the point. That, that's oh, why someone someone peeling hamburgers. a hamburger in the first place. Sorry? Someone peeling a hamburger in the first mm. place, a sort of peeling off like the poppy seed bit, but in its entirety. <laughs> And then you get to the meat and sort of peeling back first, like someone who would like peel the the casing on a sausage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I slept on a sausage peel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You did what? Imagine yeah. sausage peels with a go-to like a comic visual. It'd be disgusting. Comedy would be disgusting if sausage oh, it'd be skin so was much worse. Funny. Yeah, they say yeah. Yeah, someone's never s- see bananas being made. That's what they always say. Never go to the banana factory to see how they make. Never ever do that. You'll never eat bananas again. I, I've always liked that phrase of like, never go see. So, like, what factory was offering that talk? <laughs> like, I was never ever given the opportunity to to 
watch sausages being made. Like like a disgusting Willy Wonka, where it's just <laughs> yeah. Oompa Loompa's mincing pigs. <laughs> Do you think Oompa called the, the Meat Boys, and they, they have like various meat-based raps that they come out <laughs> and sing after a child's been brutally killed in front of them. Yeah, they've been minced. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you think if bananas were made like sausages, what like what are they mincing up to make a banana? Like cartoon characters or something? Like what? Oh, that's a really good point. Like what? What creature's flesh, when minced, is a banana texture? <laughs> <laughs> like sweet and fibrous. Like uh... it'd have to be like a seafood that hasn't been discovered yet. A particularly squishy sea cucumber probably tastes like a banana, but. To get it, you have to dive deep into the sea where all the fish have their own lights. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a weird trope, isn't it? Like I don't why I I don't. For all I know, those creatures don't exist. They could just be fan art. <laughs> like, I don't. We've never. I've never seen one of those light bulb fit. Why would they need a light bulb? Like I saw a thing. What are they looking? At? There's nothing there. I because I have nothing to do with my life. I I spent a good portion of time the other day, maybe like two days ago, reading the Wikipedia article for vampire squids, and they're oh. the weirdest fucking things. They they live in the bit of the sea where there is no light. Like you can't measure any light at all. And they right. have glowing filaments on them. They've got like LEDs, like they're like a shitty disco ball. <laughs> Genuinely, like they wink but, like red, yellow, green. It's it's creepy and weird. But those are the ones I don't believe when they don't have like a lengthy Latin name. They've just got a pop culture based name, and it's called like, oh, this is the this is the Frankenstein tortoise, and you go, what? Come on, grow up. <laughs> give it a give it a Latin name that we can't understand. Yeah, it's things are much scarier with a really long Latin name. If if it took them fourteen syllables to say it, you'd think, "Fuck, this is serious." It, it's so serious they haven't had the time to call it the Frankenstein tortoise. It's too lev- it's, There's too much levity in that for this dangerous beast. This is serious. You've been giving it a name for ages. The name's gone on for too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's true of diseases as well, isn't it? You want it to be a really long German name, and then like uh, phenomenon. Oh yeah, phenomenon. That's or incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid you're suffering from Kreutz, Kreutzler Ben Stiffenstein phenomenon. You go, oh, shit. But also, it's easy to group those all into one big category and you go, is that just the one where I just eat, eat every object? Is, that, is it that one? <laughs> yeah, is it a, a type of slightly funny mania? Yeah. Or, or you could have like an inappropriately cutesy disease name. Like, I've, I've always thought shingles sounds quite nice. Yes. That, yeah, I've got shingles or oh, rickets. Yeah, ricket rickets is very ricket dainty. Sounds isn't like it? fun. Ricket sounds like a, a percussive instrument. <laughs> ironically, <laughs> ironically, ricket sounds like a nickname you'd give to a Victorian orphan on crutches with rickets. Oh yeah, massively so. Yeah. Do you think are there any are there any serious diseases that have cute names like like you were saying, Phil shingles and things, but like flump, like you have you? I'm afraid you have flump. Flump. Yeah. Isn't Dropsy? Isn't Dropsy? Dropsy is very cute. Yeah. As a kid, yeah. I always thought Dropsy meant that you just kept dropping things. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But there are a few diseases that are really descriptive. That are just they just tell you what the disease is. Um, <laughs> mumps. Mumps always sounded a bit a bit fun. Yeah. Mumps is close enough to lumps that it involves the lumps. 
Well, in Mal- yeah. in Malay, in Malay, the name for diabetes is just sweet piss. That's what diabetes <laughs> is. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, that's 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 Malay for diabetes. Sweet piss. So is it is a is a type one sweet piss and type two sweet piss? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This <laughs> that sounds that's like something that. Uh... Like a horrible version of something that's uh, <laughs> something like like something would say to you at a strip club or something. Hey there, sweet piss. <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say. Yeah, also, like that's a, that's the sort of thing you'd get called in a strip club where you're clearly not welcome there, and it's like I, f- I feel like the strippers are bullying me, but I can't I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> They're antagonizing me with fetishes. <laughs> he's, he's a pimp that no one uh, respects. Hey, sweet piss. I, I, please, I ask you to stop calling me that. That's one time. <laughs> I like... Um, do you think, Phil, that that's going to make people in Malaysia not take diabetes seriously enough, where they're like, well, I've got sweet piss. Who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> it's really not the main problem with diabetes. It's like, oh, no, my piss is all sweet. There's oh, no. Here. I'm delicious, am I? Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I'm, afraid like you, when, um, I'm afraid you have... Die. A- more people die in female-named storms. Because uh, it's usually a case of like men don't take the storm as seriously if it's called like Storm Janice. But like, well, actually, if the storm was called Storm Piss, would you <laughs> would you stay inside? But if it was called Storm Sweet Piss, you go, oh, I might, I might check out this storm. <laughs> I might. <laughs> that that would be a really uh, funny thing for you to say, Glenn, to your girlfriend after be- sitting on the couch and being completely silent for a very long time <laughs> to just suddenly say without looking at anyone might you might go check out this storm yeah <laughs> why are you taking your shirt off no reason might go check out this storm why, why are you taking yeah. that, that pan outside yeah <laughs> and kneeling in it like Shawshank Redemption <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't take a disease seriously if the first thing you heard about it was that it made your f- fart smell like cinnamon. <laughs> You'd go, oh, is it, is it the gumdrop kingdom disease? This is great. I have, what a wonderful <laughs> fable I'm living in. But uh, it, it will strokes, uh, smell of burnt toast. You can smell burnt toast if you're having the beginnings of a stroke. And I've always thought that felt quite homely in a way. <laughs> you can smell yeah that's true even smell even of the, a sunday roast <laughs> the word stroke is quite nice because i like to be stroked it's nice so if you mm. if you have a stroke where you just feel like a pampered cat for a bit <laughs> yeah that's misleading i wonder why they call it a stroke that's got to be some weird arcane version of it where there was like we called it that because it looked like you'd, it was like being stroked by God. Like it was actually da- bad for you. <laughs> but stroked so hard it pulled down one side of your face. Such was the <laughs> such was the hardness of the stroking. Yeah, they're just a very like you got just gone to see a very strong aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your aunt was like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's killed a lot of nieces and nephews. <laughs> what's a, what's a food situation like where you are at Glen? Are you cooking a lot? 
no, my girlfriend is. That's a, she's really enjoying uh, at the, the relaxing nature of uh, baking. So um, we've just been having lot the, the really stereotypical stuff. You know, your flatbreads, your banana breads, that sort of thing. Um, and it's been honestly, it's been terrific. We st- we started off with a limit of two takeaways per week, one on weekdays and then one on weekend. Uh, and then we realized that was uh, that that's too that's too many. That is, like two takeaways a week is still too many. So we have one a week. And I found myself asking what the next takeaway is going to be often seconds after we've ordered that week's takeaway. <laughs> like it's, I really am wondering all the time, like when the next take, where the next takeaway is coming from, what genre <laughs> it's going to be. That sounds like an appeal for sort of <laughs> Glens who are in trouble. They just, they just, they're wondering when the next, where the next takeaway is coming from. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just staring, I'm just looking at delivery menus like all the time. And I keep occasionally just putting stuff in the basket, knowing, I, knowing I'm going to empty the basket, but I just sort of go, oh, what would this, what would this particular combination of, uh, of, of dishes come to? <laughs> oh, okay. That's what, that's what I was wanting to bear in mind for the future. I get, it's, it's fucking, it's pathetic. It's so yeah. pathetic, but it, sees me through you're like a dad looking up boats just just to see (laughs) they say that the happiest day of your life is when you get a when you get a takeaway and the second happiest day of your life is when you get rid of that takeaway they've always said that (laughs) haven't they it's a famous phrase i remember when when i was a uh, a teenager and you're you're going through that age as boys where you're all getting into cars because you're just starting Mm. to be able to drive and like the guys would go on these sort of like searches online at cars they 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 wish they could buy, but they're all still just sort of slightly better hatchbacks. And I was like, if you're if you're gonna play fantasy, why not just go for it? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, look look yeah. how souped up this golf is. It's like no, just go <laughs> go on the Ferrari website. Come on, live a little. Just just Google Batmobile and have done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love a real lack of ambition like that. Though. I really like there was um, a, a, guy, <laughs> a guy I lived with at uni. Uh, his his um, I, I think his ambition was I, 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 I'm certain this is exactly was his, his ambition is like absolute dream was to be friends with a billionaire. <laughs> like he was like if I was like best friends with a billionaire, it'd just be crazy. And it was like, but it's a wish. You can wi- you can wish for anything. And he was like, yeah, just being friends with that. <laughs> Guy's got loads of money, and he'd give me some of that money as well. It was just so. It's like really wanting to be in a successful rapper's crew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my dream is to be in the entourage. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be in the background, but I want to still be able to see all the rich stuff that's happening. Yeah, my my Mm. dream was to get down to the final two between me and Daniel Radcliffe for Harry Potter. That that was the dream, just to get to the final, (laughs) get to that final two and. And have it hang around my neck like an albatross for the rest of my life. Yeah, you could have I been, want to be able to Harry say, Potter, Glenn. You must have been annoyed. I hadn't. I had an audition booked in, um, and uh, the audition had to be sort of pushed back because we were going on a family holiday. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then they cast Daniel Radcliffe, and I was like, "So, is the audition still <laughs> going ahead?" Uh, are you, are I, you going I, to I was. Go- for I the remember. It's really weird. It, it's really, really weird. <laughs> I love the idea that he was constantly having to go through the audition process for every film. Like, like in EastEnders, the guy who plays Ian Beale has to audition for every episode of EastEnders for the role of Ian Beale, but he's just that good. He's that good. He gets it five times a week. You've done it again, Mr. Beale. That, that was the first time I ever really got like hit hard by information 
was was on holiday and seeing these newspaper stands where Daniel Radcliffe was on the front cover of all of them. It, it's so weird to have the worst news you've received oh, in your no. life on and find out from the front page of a newspaper. It made me feel like it 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 made me feel like a, a, in a weird way like a king. Like that's how yeah. that's how <laughs> members of royalty find stuff out about their relatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. must have felt very powerful as a child to to see a newspaper yeah, headline and just... go what. And I grab it and, yeah, and throw yeah. the vendor a couple and of coins. On, and it's awful when you're on <laughs> holiday as well. I swam very sadly that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a, a really mournful uh, lie down next to a pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stared into a lovely big burger with and a then single I did tear. My, then I did my maths textbook for an hour. <laughs> then you did a maths textbook for an hour <laughs> as a piece of unbelievably cruel. That's so mad. I, I know, it's so mad. Like, like, it's so rare to hear that and for it not to be followed up by, and then, of course, I had to go live in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm amazed they didn't escalate on you, Glenn. Yeah, it's it's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it, but it overall you just ultimately is profoundly not okay. Yes, it's like if someone had a uh, they had a car parked outside their house, but also they had an unregistered car that they also drove. There's nothing. Yeah, like it's it's not great, but it's not that bad. But it's about what it implies beyond. But wasn't there something a little underhanded about how Daniel Radcliffe got that role in the, anyway? Like his he knew someone or his parents knew someone or something. Well, I recognised him from a, a, a either a BBC or ITV adaptation of, of David Copperfield, where he played uh, the, uh, the the lead role, uh, maybe a couple of years previously. So I was I was like, oh, wh- why were they doing like open auditions if they if they go for the, you know, I remember when Star Wars for the Force Awakens had those enormous enormous auditions f- around like Twickenham Stadium and the yeah. like. Uh, and they were like, and it's for two lead roles, and then they they went for like John Boyega from Attack the Block. Um, and it was like, yes. well, yeah, I, I really love those auditions because people were so many people were turning up in like Jedi robes and dressed like Princess Leia as if it was like the Beano that they were going to go in the room and they go, oh, you, perf- you, yeah, we can start filming now. You're dressed, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Come right through. We've got we've got the set behind us. You've the, saved us a hundred dollars. The auditions were open, but you had to apply with a full film. You had to audition with an, an entire movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How funny would it be if it was open Star Wars auditions and you went in the room and they went, right, move that with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Use the force and move that cup with your mind. John Boyega can do it or whatever. <laughs> like they, they really just messed with all the fans. Yeah. In that level of cruel uh, <laughs> level of cruelty, do you think they just do the big open auditions because it's like a huge PR story that everyone will tediously cover by interviewing the weirdest people in the queue? Maybe, but who wasn't going to see Star Wars? Like, I suppose I, I, no, I don't know if there was anyone who saw it like in a on a DVD rack months later, and they were like, "When when was that?" <laughs> I suppose it's just a guaranteed way of getting coverage, isn't it? Like you just say to the director and the producer, "Look, sit in this room. We'll keep bringing you diet cokes and takeaway food, and just let this parade of hopelessness pass before mm. your eyes. And we'll get on all rolling news channels for at least two hours, repeated throughout the day, guaranteed, and all the newspapers and stuff. Like it's just for free, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's somewhat. Uh, we uh, didn't." Uh, Ahishad have a audition, like actual proper audition. 
for Star Wars. Why did I say yeah, Star Wars? Certainly like did. That? Well, well, yeah, certainly well, did. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> the Force Awakens. <laughs> Sorry, just to, I, just to separate it from Star Trek and Stardust. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> and stars in their eyes. Maybe he did. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly still, did. Well, it, uh, yeah. I don't know if he's been oh, told whether or not he's in it, it yet. Weird. Well, by coincidence, I saw Evelyn Mock in Spider Man last night. Yes, yes. I, 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 I forgot to message her straight afterwards, but it was like it's a real leaping up in your seat moment whenever you see a friend in a film because you go because it's always just so brief enough to be like, oh my god, did I dream that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, if it's your friend in the film and they're being like, you know, not not the main character, if if you're with people who don't know them, it's a really annoying person to get excited about seeing. Yeah. Because yeah, you're like, I hey, don't... do you remember that person in the background who said that line? And they go, no. And you go, that was my friend who you don't know. I saw someone in the, uh, uh, someone I know. Yeah, you might you might as well have the... just gone, that was a person there. A person played yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I saw a friend of mine uh, in one brief two-second shot uh, in the press conference uh, room uh, in an episode of Sunderland Till I Die yesterday. And I thought, it's not even worth getting in touch with him. <laughs> <laughs> like I won't even message him to say I saw you. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, I almost texted Evelyn, but I was so late watching Spider-Man: Far From Home. It, it must be annoying for her, or like at this point, insulting that it's taken me this long and that I've paid this yeah, little attention know, I, to I, social media. Yeah, I I did this with a a, a friend of mine um, who, well, a friend of ours, Kieran Dowd who I was watching uh, Fighting of My Family. Yes, I saw him in that. That was a flight back home. And I saw him and I text him his line in the film, but his line was something like, get your tits out or something like that. Um, It was something really boorish. And I just sent him that. And obviously enough time had passed from the film coming out that he was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Have you sent this to the right person? I'd be like, no, you... You, that's what you say yeah. every day. In, in our head, <laughs> in our head, this person hasn't moved on since this one role. Yeah, yeah. And then they just in sat my, at home waiting. In my head, the, fil- the film was it. live. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, you expect them to react to that text, Glenn, by like uh, doing the actor thing of sort of touching their chest. Saying, thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Arel, I don't, do you know what? I don't know how I expected you to react. And I don't, I don't really know what I wanted to get out of that exchange. And I don't, I don't know what I wanted you to get out of it either. Yes, exactly. Um, on, on a slight, uh, uh, slightly different note, uh, but kind of uh, uh, pinged up in my head with the whole Star Wars thing. Phil, mm. I have a theory, and I don't know if you have an input on this, Glenn, that my, my original accent is coming back more now that I'm not mixing with basically anyone else. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. I feel like I, every now and then I'll be saying things in a way that is... Um, inappropriately South African, given that uh, I'm not, you know, so you're, you're like you're, it's weird. Wait, wait, you're saying when you're, you're you say slowly inappropriately being South to... African, that's a that's a broad spectrum, Pierre. That could be, that could be. <laughs> you know, I'm recommending shoot to kill policies to myself. Yeah. And things. <laughs> Are you saying you're slowly being returned to factory settings? Yes, it's <laughs> yes, it's like uh, all my sort of well-spoken, integrated Britishness is being eroded by the wind on my own, like a lonely, like a lonely outcrop, like sand. <laughs> so, then, are you, are you, do, do you not talk to yourself when you're around, just in your own company? So you only realise it when you're talking to other people, and you go, "God, I sound weird." Um, no, I, I, I realise it when I talk to myself. Like I'll use, I'll use a particular syntactical construction. Or you some talk slang. to yourself. You mean in your head or out loud? 
sometimes out loud. Apparently, it's um, a sign of an intelligent person. I'll take that. Sure, that's Although, like that's like people say that's like hard fucking everything because that's. Sort of, I, I love the idea of like um, people who are really obsessed with uh, just. Uh, just uh, I, I, I mean, uh, in my head, I'm just uh, generic city bankers in my head, but people really obsessed with just uh, business and self improvement. And people, as soon as they read that, immediately just start talking to themselves at every opportunity. Like the sort of people who read that, like, oh, billionaires get up at 4 a.m. So every day they get up at 4 a.m. and just watch CBBS for like two hours. Like, I'm a bit. This is what this is a billionaire thing. This is what Steve Jobs did. Or they sit in bed just going, ugh. Oh, I'm so yeah. t- just like then when you're so tired, yeah. it's like your whole face hurts, and they just go, "When is this helping?" <laughs> Do you think like it's helpful to become a billionaire to get up at four a.m. Um, because it makes you so angry and grumpy that you're just more ruthless for the whole day because you're furious? <laughs> I, I had a theory a couple of years ago that it's just what billionaires tell their rivals. <laughs> so that all their rivals are, are then just really sleepy. And they go, so yeah, we reached the top of the FTSE 100 because everyone else was just uh, napping uh, by, by the time it got to like 10 a.m. <laughs> they couldn't sell their stock because the guy was crashing after a sweet coffee. Because uh, I think the reason they always give is sort of like, well, you know, it's uh, if you get up at 4 a.m., that's around the time that uh, Tokyo is waking up or that sort of thing. You go, but that's not the time we're waking like. But then any <laughs> country's waking up at well, any time. Won't the billionaires in Tokyo be waking up at 4 a.m. their side? So then you have to get up <laughs> exactly, at 12 yeah. a.m. The only people you can talk to is other billionaires in your country who are also getting up at 4 a.m. And all you can talk about is just how tired you all are. Also, by the time you're a billionaire, you have a thousand million pounds. You've earned a lion. Have a sleep. Yeah, exactly. I've, I, I've always thought it'd be a great way to leave a party, like a really good excuse. You go, so I've got to shoot off. LA will be waking up around about now. And I don't think anyone would really question it. <laughs> and then if they say, well, do you have some kind of business thing? And you go, no, no. Uh, just want to watch Conan. Correspondence. correspondence. It's correspondence, correspondence. with Glenn Moore. Uh, more respondents, more respondents this week. Uh, Glenn, you don't mind uh, listening to the absolute reprobates that uh, listen to the show, do you? Uh, honestly, it's one of my favourite parts of the show, that, and that's not a slight on YouTube. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the some really lurid stuff has has often cropped up in those. Um, so I'm I can't wait. I'm all ears. Oh well, actually, I'm so sorry to 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 bring this to a grinding halt. But one um, one of the reasons, and we'd want you anyway, of course, Glenn. But one of the reasons we've always wanted you on this podcast in particular is that you have, you have yeah. a particularly interesting um, poo tale. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this. Which one? Which one? Yeah, <laughs> there's a few. Right. I don't know. If there was too many. Well, there's there's one specific sort of running poo related habit, isn't there? What? Oh, the time scale. Oh, the time scale. Yes, about how yeah, much. Yeah, it's nowhere near as severe as it used to be, but I'm because ha- because because uh, it's in the past. I'm very happy to. Okay. Oh, honest, I'm happy to talk about every. You guys are very open about this sort of thing, so I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah, go on. Let's just because uh, okay. the amount the amount of friends of mine who are on podcasts and stuff have, have alluded um, to the, the the distance between each of my bowel movements, uh, and I, uh, <laughs> but it's never actually been explicitly and not not, not a geographical mentioned. distance, by the way. It's, it, Glenn doesn't no, like no, 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 purely purely time based. Yeah, yeah. 
And so, so it's, well, it's once a quarter? How, how bad did it get? It used to be for years and years and years, for the overwhelming majority of my life, once a week. Astonishing. So I mean, funny. I remember when you told me that, and I, 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 I had to sit down, I think. I, I think it's a, it's a shit because you were shitting far more frequently. Yes, it's all yes. the more surprising because you look like a healthy person. You've got sort of rosy cheeks. You always have a bit of a spring in your step. And someone who doesn't shit for seven days on the trot, I expect to be sort of grey and slouched oh, over. No, what are you talking about? I'm fully in defence that this is that, that this is like a progressive trait. <laughs> and actually, this is evolution because I've always been. Is this your wake like, up at four a.m.? Are people going to yeah, say you know you're more than <laughs> only shits no, once a week? I have always, yeah, I'm, I, I want everyone to rupture their bowels in agony. Um, <laughs> no, my, I, I have always been like adamant that like I, I've never understood why scientists aren't always trying to find a cure for shitting. Like, I've never understood, like, why isn't that? Obviously, like, COVID-19 is now the priority. But before then, why wasn't that just on the back burner? Because it's not, it's not good, is it? It's not, it's not, it doesn't feel healthy as it happens. It's not, it's not pleasant. It is so, weird. It is weird that so, yeah, we so have why, satellites. Why aren't they trying the- to find a way to stop that? I just find it weird. So I, I personally think, surely it's, it's the healthiest and cleanest thing you can do to not have this permanently sullied ass. Um, yeah. that you go it's yeah but it, like it, what what a what a clean bum you have if if the last movement you had was six days ago amazing isn't uh, that so it's great? a principle it's a it's a decision on principle you made more than anything but it wasn't a decision it wasn't a, it, oh, I didn't decide that um, but uh, yeah it was just it just didn't and it wasn't even like when it when the need came it was like oh my god it needs to happen now it was like. Oh, uh, I, I could, I, I kind of need to go, so I'll, I'll do that tomorrow when I've got a spare moment. Incredible. It was just, yeah. I plan it. Yeah, it just didn't need. To, I could just put it off. But in, a, in a way, like, whereas my understanding of, of you, you people, um, <laughs> is, is that it's almost like it's like pissing, and you, like, if you even have, because I have that with like, if I have the slightest inclination that in the next twenty minutes I might potentially need a piss then i wouldn't be able to fall asleep and i, I remember staying uh, around a friend of mine's uh, house in it when i was like 18 and he was like uh, we we're basically having a sleepover like in his living room uh with a bunch of us and he was like almost writhing around under his duvet under his sleeping bag in agony and i was like okay and he was like i'm he said i'm absolutely dying for i'm so dying for a piss he said i'm actually in agony and then he just went oh, i'll just do it tomorrow and then he just fell asleep and it was like what <laughs> what have, what have you done um <laughs> But I, yeah, I could, if if I needed one, then I could I could hold How it in for a few that? days and not remotely need not remotely need one. And also, can I just stress because this is a question I've I've um I've I've faced from people a lot in the past. Um, is um, is it is it were they enormous? And it's like no, they were. They were just regular. It was just like the other the other day's worth of turds almost just disappeared. I don't know where they went. <laughs> I don't know where they went. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, like, if they were normal size, they must have been hyper dense, like a neutron star. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they dented the. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, every time you took you'd, a shit, it was yeah, like a, a really big church bell. Yeah, if you flushed it, you'd hear it sort of clattering around the pipes, like when, <laughs> when, like the like the metal dog in Wallace and Gromit. It would just be <laughs> creating dents. <laughs> It'd be like you were trying to flush a bar of gold. <laughs> like in Goodfellas, like the police are knocking on the door, and like just a second, <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolute cacophony of noise. <laughs> oh man! Hate, Maybe the fat burg they found in London yeah. was just Glenn's shit. 
Maybe that was just one. Yeah, condensed... full of what? Full of nappies and and. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so yeah, funny. I was just to eating see... anything. I was like that French guy Trorer or whatever his name was. <laughs> the guy just couldn't stop eating hundreds yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Oh, the guy um, who ate like glass and stuff and. Yeah, bicycles. he was just yeah, and then and then he got kicked out of a hospital because they were like one of the babies is missing. No. It was mad. Obviously, this was hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but yeah. He and ate, apparently, he had, he had he visible, stray, sorry, visible. He ate stray cats smell. and dogs in front of people as well. It was crazy. He, apparently, he, he had a visible smell. He, you could see just tendrils oh. of, of smell coming from him. He, he, he had very baggy skin, apparently. <gasps> the, for, the, the description of him is absolutely vile. It's brilliant. It's a closest thing. It's like thing. some sort of creepy pasta Slenderman story yes. or something. It's the closest thing you can find to a Wikipedia article saying one time there was a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just a demon. We have no idea how or why, but by God, he was. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so it's more normal now, Glenn. Yeah, not tremendously. Not. I'm um, certainly not. Um. Because we, we, a friend of mine uh, said he goes about three times a day, and we worked out wow. that by the age of about, by the age of about like um, five, he'd done as many turds as I'd done in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, like your shitting graphs are like wealth inequality in the third world. It's just yeah. an unbelievable gap that will never close. But I just think I think my life's all the better for it. I've saved so much time. I I guess I just I still what worry have you done, about what have you done with that time? Lots of pissing. <laughs> Extra pissing. <laughs> Maybe that's where all the other turds have gone. They're just yeah, somehow they just they, they had to go somewhere because otherwise I would have been about twenty stone if they were just constantly accumulating in me. Yeah, and they'd accumulate exponentially because the rate at which you're disposing of them is not high enough. Mm. There's just a tremendous backlog. Pun fully intended. Very good. <laughs> and what a great. One, what... Um, no, I was just going to say, one day you'll finally do it, and you'll just be like a four-year-old boy. Like you'll shrink down so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll just Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and for some reason, like all my all my suit sleeves and that are really baggy. Like every. <laughs> 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 it's it's not a case of I've shrunk. It's just my clothes got longer. <laughs> what happened to Glenn? Well, he shat his clothes long. <laughs> uh, well, um, um, on the topic of backlog, I suppose we should actually read one, some of these uh, letters. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so um, a quick a quick uh, message from Joe. Uh, oh, Joe, Joe, here we go. There you go. Uh, so Joe basically is referencing back um, when we were discussing about me being born underneath all the different Aries signs. And all oh, that, yeah. That I could. Uh, so he says, uh, I was just wondering, um, were you holding anything in your still bloody infant hand? I believe that Temujin or Genghis Khan was said to be holding a blood clot when he popped out the fanny, which is true. Yeah. Blood um, clot as in a bit of dried coagulated blood or like um, the Caribbean insult. Uh, <laughs> I think both in one hand. Yeah, he's just holding a real um, wanker in his hand. I think it is blood clad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, "I think the Thracian slave and Kirk Douglas lookalike Spartacus was said to be holding a snake when he was born, which seems less likely." Because um, <laughs> what does also what does that say about your your weird mum? Imagine if the the father got really 
upset because this was proof that his wife had been having an affair with a snake. Who the hell are you? And he grabs a snake <laughs> and starts, <laughs> chases it down the road. My mother told me not to marry someone who speaks parcel tongue, she said. <laughs> She'll only use it to seduce that big snake down the road. Um, so he says, what pretentious item was Pierre holding? I would say, having listened to nearly every episode of your scat pod, that you may have been clutching a poo, but that seems anatomically impossible. Keep on jacking it, Joe. Um, well, it's not that I impossible, because you, you, you come out you, as a baby right next to your mum's ass hole, and um, <laughs> most of the time you swallow a whole bit of poo, and that's how you develop um, various Im- immunities, so sort of bacteria and stuff. So, you, 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 in a way, you do come out holding shit. You, when, but that would be, but that that implies as he came out, he then grabbed a shit the mm, second he left. Yeah, like, in, in, like, like Indiana in Jones race. grabbing yes. his hat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, don't want to leave this. <laughs> um, I wasn't holding anything, but I did have the yeah, I did have the umbilical cord around my neck loads of times. Oh really? Yeah, so it's a good thing I was a cesarean and I avoided Oh yeah. I'm I'm still I'm vaguely skeptical about the actual I, I'm sure you swallow like material, but I don't know how you'd swallow poo. Swallow it. Well, you because you're you're when you're being born you your your face is facing your your uh, your mum's ace ace hole. And um and it, it, she's shitting it, it, away it, and it just gets all over you. It's so weird that if you if if we all just appeared on Earth, we sprang out the ground, uh, like dwarves in Lord of the Rings, and someone suggested for like a storybook, let's make let's make up the worst possible way you could enter the world. <laughs> it truly is the current way, isn't it? Very like every single aspect is is absolutely hilariously grotesque, and I yes. find it so weird that kids are told a much more loving version when they're kids of like oh the stork brought you or you know your mum and dad had a sort of special kiss and then they're given the worst ever reality and so i've always thought it'd be way better to just give tell kids if kids ask where they come from and give them a much worse version like you were fired out your granddad's <laughs> ass like a cannon and then that way when they finally found out it was like oh your parents fucked they go oh thank god i thought it was gonna be really bad <laughs> I yeah, on for a Channel Four if, show, um, it was like uh, people reacting to uh, old um, sex ed videos, and mm. one of them was real footage of a real birth. So like a close up of a oh. a baby just being squeezed out of a, a lady's vagina, and I realized that mm. that was the first time I'd ever seen a birth, and it was for a Channel Four clip show, like this, <laughs> supposed to be important. <laughs> magical time of your life is I, I was saving it for my actual first child but no i've spunked it on a channel 4 clip show and i felt genuinely yeah. annoyed about that i was genuinely annoyed they just thought it was hilarious i was very upset so does that does that, does that mean if if you are you know if you, if you have a kid and you are present at the time of the birth and they go would you like to be in the room you go nah there's a clip i saw a clip show on channel i've I'm, nah, I'm, I'm, it. I've done it yeah you have to say well, i signed an exclusivity contract so i uh I, I, uh, technically, Channel Four owns the rights to this. Yeah. Um, so we have a, a an email in from Harry. Harry, um, never worry. <laughs> so he says, "Hi, Pierre and Phil. Founding Farter here. So that's nice. Hello. Um, 
I was never much of a fan of toilet humor as a boy, but you won me over with your theory that bread in all languages sounds like a fart. It does. <laughs> Pam. <laughs> brot. Brot. Brot is definitely the worst one because it's got the word rot in it, I think is the... <laughs> bread. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to a fart or a shit as sourdough is a horrible. <laughs> um, so he says you. <laughs> he says you won me over with your theory that bread in all languages sounds like a fart, and now I'm a dedicated crudist. Hooray! Uh, I decided to write in with my own personal poo story. Like many middle-class teens in northwest London, I opted for D of E at school rather than have to do community service with the social outcasts who nobly chose to entertain the elderly in retirement homes. Oh, I uh, thought I thought that was something you had to do as in part of D of E, wasn't it? Like there was a there was a community service aspect. I think it was what? you could replace it with sport, couldn't you? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he says presumably witnessing plenty of loose bowels in the process. So instead, we spent three nights camping in Snowdonia. Being the prudish clean boy that I am, I had planned four day. I had planned for four days of potential shits in the woods. <laughs> My week's supply of food consisted of white bread and squeezy honey. Whoa! Wow! This would provide me. Oh. Yeah. How about that? This would provide me. He says with the energy for the walking, but it would be without fruit or veg or anything else fibrous, <laughs> so as to bung up the pipes. Or at least ah, slow the system the, enough the, that the, the poo Glenn would not Morse be so strategy. sloppy. But yeah, this sounds like a very Winnie the Pooh diet. Is that what he did to <laughs> stop himself from just shitting in Hundred Acre? <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh does has to eat like that because he knows he doesn't own or wear pants, and so the risks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If they're just falling out, he's not fully continent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So he's he's trying to uh, imitate. Your natural ability, Glenn, here. Mm. Um, uh, many so, have tried. <laughs> yes. So he says, my teammates did not have such foresight. So he's implying his teammates here had, you know, 11 tins of Jerusalem artichokes and prunes. <laughs> they were just absolutely devastatingly regular. Uh, one day, just as we were about to start ascending a small Welsh mountain, my friend, who had been desperate to relieve himself of a large poo for almost a day, spied a small and perfectly round hollow up ahead. Uh, so loudly, he exclaimed that this was to be his chosen natural toilet bowl. He ran up to the lip of the bowl and disappeared. The rest of us decided to climb the mountain, eat lunch, and wait for him to catch up. We then watched as our friend physically lighter... Uh, sorry. We then watched as our friend visibly lighter both physically and emotionally, bounded up the mountain, beamed and claimed that he has just done a monster shit. Always one to debrief with the team, he described his experience in detail. Soon we were all familiar with the sheer enormity of its poo, of his poo, and its rightful place in the centre of the hollow. As we were eating lunch, we watched with slow dawning horror as a minivan drove up a nearby road and unloaded fifteen nine or ten year old school kids. Yes. Uh, all armed with clipboards and magnifying glasses. <laughs> <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> They all piled into the small hollow and started rummaging around on the ground. Some, some of them on their hands and knees. 
had our friends huge poo attracted the interest of the finest minds in toilet humor from across North Wales, <laughs> we stopped a passerby and asked him why there were so many schoolchildren inspecting the ground, and therefore almost certainly our, ch- our friend's gigantic poo, uh, with magnifying glasses and making detailed notes. Why, that's a place of special scientific interest, he answered proudly. <laughs> that hollow is the only patch of ground where a rare species of orchid grows oh, in the entire no. UK. <laughs> This is like an Oscar Wilde farce, but just turd related. (laughs) A a turd in a hollow. God, it's almost too perfect. I love, I I love the the idea of what the school teacher would have to say to be like, oh no, there's a a giant fox that lives on this mountain. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, still thinking about it. Uh, make it. Thinking about it still makes me laugh. Thanks for the podcast. It's a small glimmer of brown in an otherwise grey week. Koji Harry. <laughs> well, thanks, Harry. That's a lovely story. That's very funny. Um, open ending though. I wonder what happened. I wonder if he, I think he they must have just fled off. the scene. Also, outdoor shitting. I find such a stressful, stressful concept. Mm. I think there's just so much shame attached to the act in the first place that anyone seeing you do it would just ruin your life. Yes, I, I've never, I've actually, I've never had to do an outdoor shit. I've always been able to to Indiana Jones it myself at the last minute to a proper facility. Mm. Thank God. Phil, um, um, <laughs> is my silence deafening? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, no, not out in the woods. No, I did once uh, shit into a, a pipe of an unfinished toilet. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Okay, the sniper. They were they were building they were building an extension in a new toilet, and there was just a pipe sticking out um, where the toilet was gonna go. And I needed a poo, and I couldn't be bothered to run back in the house. This was when I was a kid, and I hated pooing. I was like Glenn, but without. But I still had to. I just really hated it, and so I just ran up to this pipe okay. and just squatted <laughs> over it and what? thought, well, this will just go to the same place, right? And I just shat in this pipe and just stuck to the rim of the pipe and it just stayed there. And then I just ran back in the house and the next day the people, the construction people had to come back to finish the job and Lord knows how they reacted. I, I avoided them. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's gross. It's very bad. I, 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 I think, think that's su- much worse. Such, a, such is the infrequency of, of my previous movements that I, I count like y- y- shitting in a public toilet. Uh, as like shitting outdoors for me, that like that is as bold and as uh, as and as untoward for me. Yeah, I suppose given that in your situation, Glenn, your shits could have their own Google diary entry. <laughs> I found every every time I have needed to use like a, a public uh, restaurant, I know that I, I it has been unbearably stressful for me because I've been like, no, this is this is for home. <laughs> this is. <laughs> is your fear that someone will come in? I don't know. I I think I've just had bad luck. I've had bad luck in terms of people just fucking hammering on the door, or just. Um, I remember once on holiday. This is only a couple of years ago, but once on holiday, and it was just being this. It, it was just this this toilet next to a beach, 
and um, it being sort of like dim, like flickering lights, like Resident Evil, wet, sandy floor. And the <laughs> cubicle had such a high gap between the floor and the cubicle and an enormous gap between... Uh, it was like when Lieutenant Dan goes for shit in Vietnam and he's just in full view of like Bubba and Forrest Gump. Like it was... It, it, you would just... You, you could just make eye contact with someone over the top of the door. So I was really... I was in like the brace position to try and sort of like hide myself as much as possible and someone was just hammering on the door the whole time going oh, open it open the door <laughs> it was like, uh, it was like uh, yeah just, just just a minute and they, they were furious they were so angry but they given me like 30 seconds and it was just and then like as i left there, there was this queue of like 15 people like snaking out the door who'd all just been waiting for me to fit it was just it was Wait, what? Just how long had you been in there oh, just a couple of minutes it just poor timing oh awful I, so I, I started like when i'm on sat on the toilet of a public restroom um to pass the time i practice what my reaction would be if someone were to open the door on me and so i just try to okay. go through my options and i just try <laughs> like just to get ready for it so i play really cool and stuff like i just i go up and i look up and like hey oh oh i'd like try to come up with a joke like so, I was, like when someone I've in the wrong when someone in a rom-com practices asking a girl out and you see them in the mirror going, hey, that no, that won't work. Uh, hi, yeah, yeah. hi. Uh, do you want to go for dinner? <laughs> what would be crazier than opening a door accidentally on a shitting man and he just does double finger guns? <laughs> <laughs> and says like, yowza. And you go, oh, he, he planned that. It's his catchphrase. Oh, that he's sitting side saddle. Oh, I- he just does a little cheeky turn to the left. <laughs> I, I accidentally walked in on a, an elderly uh, shitting woman in, in New York about five years ago and she, she gave such a shriek and I was mortified and sort of ducked <laughs> immediately out and it was such a profound uh, I'm shitting shriek that here. she gave that I was like nervous to check the papers the next day <laughs> and for the days afterwards to be like did she die? Did she die? <laughs> I was extra, extra grandma scared to death mid shit <laughs> Um, I once walked in on a in a train state on, on a toilet on a train, and the toilet was full of shit. And there was a little kid, like like maybe like five or six years old, a little girl looking at the shit, like with her hands on her hips, like can you believe this? And then like looked up at me with an expression that said, "God, what the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, sorry," and I just left. And it was. I still don't really understand if it was their shit or but I knew I had to leave. Honestly, other people's reactions to shit is is so funny. And I find anyone like I've had this v- image in my head for so long and it's not really like a character as such, but it's the idea of a like a businessman who's so serious that he gets furious about the idea of shitting because it's like it's 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 time away from his company and it's time away from work. And he and he he assumes that everything has a natural process and a reason. So every time he shits, he's just furious. And he's like, what is, what is this? This is useless. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like, a, it's like Glenn Gary, I, Glenn I, Ross. I can't do anything with this. This is, a, this is, this is farcical. <laughs> Toilets offer closers. Always be constipated. <laughs> um, that's why he's so against the coffee machine, maybe, in that film. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a really good uh, story here for us to enjoy, guys. I, 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 I'm pretty excited by it, I think. Um, we've got it in from Matt. Matt, uh, give us your, your splat story. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, Dear the Buddington Peas. 
That's and nice. that's apparently a reference to the bodding the Poddington peas. Mm-hmm. What's the Poddington peas? It was a TV show, I think, for children in like I don't know, maybe the seventies. I think it's a ki- it's a kid show. Yeah, he sent a YouTube link, so I had a quick watch of the um, the intro, and I recommend looking up the intro to the Poddington peas because it is, I would say, shockingly synth heavy for a children's show. Ooh. <laughs> There's a lot of synth going on initially, and I find that very odd. There was a real but, period um, of um, like. Yeah, synth-heavy kids shows. Like, every kids show in the 80s had the Stranger Things intro. I swear to God. Yes, Yes. and I still remember being enjoying, but being quite weirded out by um, the cartoon, the 90s cartoon of Spider-Man that was sung by a robot. Spider-Man. (laughs) Spider-Man. It's sung by, like, a robot voice. And it's very sort of techno-heavy and weird. Um, So he says, Dear the Buddington Peas... And he says it's deletable praise, but I'm 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 gonna sum it up because it's uh, it's very nice. He's uh, he says podcast is great. Um, thank you to my cousin Flora, and this is imp- uh, the reason I'm mentioning it is because she mentions that he mentions her in the story. Thank you to my cousin Flora, who introduced me to your podcast. Phil, we saw you at Glastonbury after Sarah Keyworth, a friend of ours, and you smashed ah. it. Pierre, you're a new addition to my comedy world. Um, Grandma Caveman's pop fizz clink nearly uh, <laughs> made me crash my car and die on the M27. Uh, anyway, Koji and I love you both. We love you too, Matt. Thank you very much for those Thanks, words. Man. In these trying times, they are a real tonic. And I, I had to kind of forgotten about Pop Face Glink uh, <laughs> from Grandma Caveman. So that's nice to remember. So here's the tale. My girlfriend and I, he says, Matt. My girlfriend and I recently visited my aforementioned cousin, Flora, who lives in Dubai with her husband. We had planned the trip for months in advance, arranging our itinerary down to the minute, and planned every last detail. It was going to be the holiday of a lifetime. However, as they are wont to do, our best laid plans went awry. Midway through the trip, Flora fell ill. Nothing serious, I might add, but all of a sudden, our primary host seemed to spend the majority of her time in the upstairs loo. As everyone who knows that there are two loos in a building understands... Those who go to the upstairs loo rather than the downstairs one are, in a layman's terms, shitting their guts out. (laughs) (laughs) Up until this point, I had always been blessed with a gastric infrastructure that was, by most standards, cast iron. I had eaten four-day-old fish and survived. I had eaten a sausage roll I'd found in the back of my car that was three months out of date. Wow. Wow. And I had eaten two large Domino's pizzas on the bounce. Yes. Nice. All I had ever suffered was some minor turd inconsistency. I feared nothing. It was the final night of our trip, when we wandered through the golden souk and explored the old town, that an awakening happened inside me. Everything was, for the first time, not okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was around this time that a now-recovered flora suggested we all buy a traditional Indian takeaway. Oh... Convinced as I was of my hitherto trustworthy gut, I thought that it was only a passing sensation and that all would be well. Uh, it, is worth, uh, it is worth mentioning at this stage that in Dubai, if you don't have air conditioning, you have very strong fans, he says. Mm. My girlfriend and I had such a fan next to our bed that evening. And that's, um, that's um, a piece of equipment, not someone who really likes your work. <laughs> yeah. Just stood next to you in the bed going, it's really okay mus- you don't have an air conditioner. I- a really muscular fan. A really strong guy. Uh, yeah, so they've got this big fan next to the bed to keep them cool in the heat. He says, I ate that Indian takeaway. I hated every fucking mouthful. 
But out of courtesy to Flora and furious anger towards my own gut's ineptitude, I persevered. At around 2am, I chanced my first fart. It was a fart that, had I not caught it, would have laid brown siege to Flora's spare bed, and probably the surrounding floor. Wow. Unfortunately, the smell preceded the inevitable torrid flow of hot turds, and I fired that smell straight into the fan. <laughs> this then proceeded to blast my girlfriend and I with the stench of gastroenteritis and falafel with the force of a hand grenade covered in fertilizer. My, my girlfriend, a heavy sleeper, quietly said, fuck, and then... <laughs> what, just from the smell alone? My girlfriend, a heavy sleeper, so she's asleep, quietly said fuck and then gagged in her sleep so hard that I then did partially shit myself. <laughs> the idea of an unconscious woman going, oh, fuck. <laughs> After a big fan has blown this thing over the bed. Oh, so I want to know how it then affected her dream and whatever she was dreaming of. Yes. <laughs> So, oh, so she was she still asleep? Or yeah, she's asleep, man. Her up? <laughs> okay. So he says, my girlfriend, a heavy sleeper, quietly said, "Ah, oh, fuck," and then gagged in her sleep so hard that I then did partially shit myself. <laughs> well, how does how does her gagging cause you to shit yourself? Maybe this the the laughter or, or the shock <laughs> yeah. of, of going, "Oh my god, she's oh, just a shame." Just a little shame just shoves it out. Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. So he says, so this is that's the situation he's in, right? He says, I scampered to the loo upstairs and proceeded to cack my lungs out. Gosh. 20 minutes later, 20 minutes later, my word. <laughs> That's of, an episode of, of The Simpsons. Uh, an episode <laughs> of The Simpsons of pure battle. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I got back into my bed with my presumably quite shaken girlfriend who said, are you okay? To which I responded by running out of bed and blasting my hot bum piss. <laughs> So hard into God. the cistern that it hit Flora's shower curtain two feet away. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a ricocheted off the bowl. Or just spray. Oh, oh dear. But, but he sat down at the time, isn't he? Maybe he's not. I don't know. But or, or like he wasn't sitting down quickly enough. Either way, it hit the shower curtain. Like he did a little, he did a little turn as he's sitting down and sprinkled. This stuff that would have looked head. for one second like he was like rocket or turbo powered. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. If you caught that photograph perfectly, like the like the day in pictures on BBC News. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mick, Phil, maybe it started blasting out of him while he was descending backwards. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. God, look, um, we'll never truly know. Yeah, we'll never know. Um, the important thing is that we remember. Uh, so he says, yeah, he's, so, like, so she, he gets back into bed. His girlfriend goes, are you okay? And he goes, nope, and just gets up and runs to the loo and just another spray everywhere. Or as he says, blasting my hot bumpus. Later in the night, I cleared up my shit on the shower curtain with an antiseptic spray that I found, which then made me gag and then shit even harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that everything makes him shit 
everything yeah the the connection between gagging and shitting is really weird like i know that people find gagging quite contagious and if you see someone being sick you might yourself be sick but (laughs) in this scenario the idea that if you saw someone shitting that you're like oh i'm gonna shit i'm I'm gonna shit (laughs) (laughs) like it's yawning (laughs) (laughs) well don't start shitting because you'll get you'll set me yeah So he says, I shat all night and then at the airport and then threw out a four-hour flight oh the next days. day. As oh well as dear. two days after my trip of a lifetime. Wow. I, I, do you know what? I think my worst ever bout of shitting was, was also in Dubai. And I think I, ha- I got sunstroke or something like that. But I was just, I, 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 I was bedridden for most of the time that we were there. It was about 10 years ago. And I was... Um, I just kept shitting so frequently and, and such was the ferocity and the, just the burning that I was like, nothing can make, I, I don't know how to get off the top. Nothing can make physical contact with my ass. Even my, even my bum cheeks meeting each other again is going to be painful. And I just didn't know how to deal with the situation. And uh, <laughs> it got so desperate. I, I sort of like got in the shower and was trying to sort of position myself and was like d- trying to almost do like a handstand <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> Because it was the only way to get clear. It was hot, absolutely horrifying. Really, really unpleasant. And that's so worse when you know someone's in the room next to you. That's the like, I've had the, I I had a really unfortunate situation once in a in a in a restaurant where um I I I had to go rushing to the toilet, which is it's just so unlike me. But the toilet was like directly next to our table, and it was just like with. I'm still essentially sat down next to her, um, but just with a thin wall between us, and both of us having vastly different experiences. <laughs> like, like so close, you could have just opened the door and said, "Oh, could you get olives?" Yeah, it was like some sort of turd confession booth. <laughs> you, you know, you're having a bad I, I shitting. I really sinned. No, I'm really sinned. You know you're having a bad shitting experience when you need to start thinking in a, like a MacGyver sort of Bear Grylls way about the equipment in the loo. Yes. <laughs> when you're starting, if you're having a shit and it requires you to use your imagination and mechanical skills, you're having a bad time. Um, so he says, uh, when I got home, I had three packs of Diarolite in two days, went down a belt loop and lost faith in any form of God. Anyway, good luck with your tours and all that. <laughs> this is from before the cancellations. Jacket, 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 real good, Matt. Oh, thanks, Matt. Matt the Splat. That's uh... Matt the Splat. How good was that? <laughs> that was great. I really like that a lot. It's nice to be in an, an uh, exotic uh, uh, a venue as well. Yes, mm. yes. Um, much like um, the, the poo of our listener who nearly shat themselves in Iran. Yes, that was a good one. <laughs> he ran all the way to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um... So we have a, a Will gets in touch. Um, uh, thing is, that these common names are getting harder because I think I've, I used them all up. Will the uh, pig swill? Will t- um, swill? Got to be swill. Swill, yeah, yeah. Will Will the ill? Will the ill? I like ill will. Yeah, ill will. Uh, so this is he says hello Pierre and Phil. I'm writing this email in relation to your horoscope chat. Um, a girl I met via an online dating app. Uh, uh, I, I met a girl via an online dating app and on the first date, uh, 20 minutes in, she got her bag stolen. Uh, after that disaster, we thought we should persevere onto a second date. Um, and it was a New Year's Eve sort of date before we both went to our prior parties, he says. Um, he was a bit nervous and it proceeded to be another car crash. Mm. 
after talking on and off, I managed to secure a third date on my birthday, which she didn't know was uh, uh, on the 21st of January, making me an Aquarius, he says, just like me and you. That's Phil. right. Um, and, oh, and, and half of me. Oh. I'm, I, I'm on the cusp. I'm, I'm the second half. I'm 20th of January, so I'm the second half of the last day of a star sign, which some people argue means you're the next star sign. So I don't really know if I'm Capricorn or Aquarius. I'd say I'm a Capricorn. Okay, all right. Based on well, what you know, did you say you're, you're... Capricorn? On, on, the, on the characteristics of a Capricorn? They don't, they don't shit very much? No, I do, well, I just go by whichever one. If I ever looked at a horoscope, I just go by whichever one looks like you're going to have the better day. Like yeah. if 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 Capricorn's <laughs> like you'll shit yourself, and Aquarius is like you'll fall in love, and it's like I was born on the twenty first of January today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Um, and it's you know why not dealer's and choice. It, and weirdly, on the it being twenty first January, I, I I've also been on a date on my birthday and not told the other person, and the whole time been nervous that somehow they were going to find out. Like I'd see my driving license because you think, oh god, this is not. It's a tragic. Really, way to spend. you've been on a date on your is birthday. Is it weirdly a? Tr- that is such, yeah, that's so it's odd, tra- isn't it? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what it is? I don't. I don't think it was on my actual birthday. I think it was on the night before. But we met up. We ended up. We didn't meet until like eleven p.m. Mm. Um, and so what happened was we were then like by the time a date finished, we were like four hours into my birthday. And then <laughs> it's you, you know if they ask you, you are then it is then your birthday. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Must have been a good date. 4 a.m. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I, yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> so, so Will secures a third date on his birthday, which he doesn't know. After uh, an evening of me being normal and bags not being stolen, we finished the evening with a kiss and arranged to meet again. Since then, we've met a few times, but on the way to meet her, I was listening to your podcast about horoscopes and compatible star signs. I don't believe any of this, but when you mentioned to avoid the bull... Uh, she is born in May and therefore a Taurus. For some reason, it's stuck in my head. We proceeded to have several confrontations, and now I'm very much enjoying my own company. Koji, Will. I, well. I think I missed the crux of that. She she said what? She didn't say uh, anything. He was listening to us on the way to another date. Yeah. And he heard us talk about how, oh, Aquariuses and Tauruses aren't supposed to go out. It kind of stuck in his head, and then they had several confrontations, so i.e. arguments or shitty dates, and now it's all nothing. He's not dating her anymore. Okay, uh, yeah, that's a, that's another point to the um, astrology camp. Frustratingly, but it's a self it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Like they they I've seen so many fucking tweets about how Scorpios are megalomaniacs or insane or whatever that whenever I see someone has written, oh, I'm a Scorpio in their dating profile, I, I immediately, I can't, it's like, a, it's like um, when they do their studies on instinctive prejudice in humans, I just, my ape brain goes, nah, nah, they're crazy. I've heard it. I've heard it enough times now that even though I know it's not true, it's in my head. Well, I guess if you're aware is that, of Is that those... partly because of Hank, is it because of Hank Scorpio? Do you know what I mean? Like if you, <laughs> like I wouldn't, I wouldn't I would want to if it date. had the surname like Trump or Mussolini or so, because I'd go, well, I, I'm sorry, but that's so clearly in my head because you're a bad guy. <laughs> I would love to date Hank Scorpio. I would, I, he's such a charismatic <laughs> man and he's so successful. Fair. But yeah, so that's a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy story from Will there. Um, and one last uh, quick email here from Rosie. Um, Rosie, um, g- give us a posy. Show us a... No. Rosie, um, her rhymes flowsy. Mm, nice. She says, hi, Phil Meringue and Pierre No Jelly. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. That's much better. 
It's good. Um, I th- he says, I-, I know Phil probably knows who I am. Yes, that's right. I'm the girl who shouted out Koji in the great ex-racist halls of Bristol Old Vic. Ah. Oh, yeah. Re- uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, the racist thing refers to a joke I did whenever I, I was on in a particularly old venue. I would say, um, uh, isn't this uh, beautiful? This, this place is 150 years old. Can you imagine what kind of racist shit has been on this stage? And um, <laughs> that's, I think, what Rosie's referring to. Racist Rosie. I'll yeah. Call her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's talking about, um, uh, I think, like the influence of the podcast on her stock phrases. She says, I'm a junior doctor and my number plates were stolen last week. I'm guessing it was a fan from the show. Uh, of her incredible appearance on your show, Phil. And while on the phone to the DVLA, I said, I'm a doctor. How do I get to work now? (laughs) Um, uh, She says, uh, once I navigate the criminal underworld of Bristol and actually go to work as a junior doctor, I live a bum-bum life. This means my response to information that patient so-and-so has had diarrhea all over the walls is, oh, brilliant, don't clean it up yet. I'll come and have a look. (laughs) Uh, So this got her thinking about the stock phrases that every job gets from members of the public, and she thought she would share hers. So these are those... um, Stock phrases, shitty jokes that like Adam Buxton would do in the sort of uh, <laughs> regional yeah. uh, radio DJ voice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you mind lifting your top up so I can listen to your chest? <laughs> People uh, normally buy me a drink. Oh no! First. <laughs> oh no! Uh, poor, poor Rosie. Uh, next time you come in, could you bring a stool sample? They point to a chair. Here's one. <laughs> uh, yes. Like, if, if you needed to ask that of a patient, you'd make sure there are no chairs or anything you could possibly sit on in the room and just watch their eyes dart around desperately until eventually you see them go on the ikea website on their phone <laughs> i like the idea that it's like uh, uh, next time you come in please bring in a stool sample oh here's one sir you are very ill <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god like she please, really plays please. it up oh no yeah she said she said you're so ill that even this moment of levity could have worsened your condition um any allergies? None, apart from doctors. Wow, that's aggressive. What does that even fucking mean? That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> and by far the most infuriating and confusing by sheer regularity is, how is your eyesight? Pardon? Oh. <laughs> to be fair, I, like, I quite like that one. I think that's quite funny. <laughs> it's only funny because it's wrong. It's the only reason that's funny. How's your hearing? Who said but that? But it is, it, is kind of, it is kind of correct. <laughs> it does work. It does fully work. How's your eyesight? Pardon. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's like the, the I think the idea alternative is, scene of uh, boring dads at a GP. Because I think it does work because the idea is they they if if you'd have said hearing, better said pardon. But it turns out their hearing is so bad they think you've said hearing instead of eyesight. <laughs> Uh, sir, is there anyone who knows you're here with us today? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> what? Uh, no. Um, okay, yeah, that does make it funnier, but but to a third party like us, as opposed to one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. one. um, and, uh, yeah, so, so she says, uh, um, she basically just says, Koji, and uh, uh, I think she saw us do stand-up in the before-time fill, which is very nice. And she says, My sister Lily is a founding farter who introduced me to this podcast after I told her about Lou Sanders' Why Is Your Bottom So Dirty podcast. I'm sensing a theme. Ah, yes. Yeah, so thank you sisters. very much, Rosie, and and thank you very much, Lily, for introducing. Yes, thanks, guys. Uh, for do- doing a bit of uh, proselytizing work. Thank God. 
Um, all right, that's pretty much the podcast, guys. We've got a nice meaty boy here. Yeah, chunky one with uh, um, Glenn. Thanks so much for joining us, Glenn. Hope it's all right. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's always nice to It's talk been a to real you. pleasure, man. Um, what are you going to do for the rest of the day, Glenn? Um, I've got to celebrate a friend's birthday, um, but on on obviously over Zoom. But also at like two in the afternoon, and I think that's that that implies they've got such low low self esteem that they didn't even feel confident if they'd held a birthday celebration at like nine p.m. that people would have showed up. <laughs> um, should we leave that in, or should we just <laughs> can if you want? <laughs> Fuck him! Ah, you know what? <laughs> I actually, I do you know what? I, I the, the person in question, I feel I feel really bad for because uh, I used to have a, a joke in a, um, a stand up routine I used to do. Which um, invo- involved saying his name because it was just it was just a name that I'd easily be able to remember, and the joke reflected very, very, very badly on him. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did the joke on TV and just forgot to change <laughs> his name. Oh, and he sort no. of messaged me immediately, and I, I was so nervous after recording because I was like, "It's it's gonna come out." So I just had this dread for months and months on end. And the second it went out on TV, I got a text from him going, "What? What?" <laughs> And it was like, I'm so, I was genuinely like worried he'd take legal action. <laughs> um, well, I hope you got him a big present. Um, but uh, thanks for listening, uh, Pod Buds. And um, spread the word around and tell your friends. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye, everybody.